and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and a very warm welcome to you this morning. If you're part of our regular church family, it's so good to have you join us again this morning. Uh, if you're a guest, if you're just clicking on us this morning and, and joining in for the first time, then we just want to welcome you to church this morning. Um, no matter which group of people you, you are in this morning, if you've got kids with you this morning, I'd like to encourage you to just click on the link below. Uh, we've got some kids activities there. We've got a, we've got a kids lesson for, for you to, to work through with your, your children so that you can just have some fun with them during this time of lockdown. So I want to encourage you, click on it and have a guess with your kids. Um, we're going to get started, but before we do, let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what you want to come and communicate into our hearts this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this morning you, uh, you have a very specific uh, message that you want to communicate to us, Lord. Lord, that this morning you want to really just come and connect your hearts to our hearts. And Father God, I thank you that we'll be wide open to what you have in store for us this morning. Lord, we thank you for the way that you love us. We thank you for the way that you care for us, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that that heart of love will be communicated clearly to us this morning. Lord, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So my family, at least my family on my mom's side, uh, they're from Zimbabwe. And um, that meant that, that quite often during holiday times, we would head up to Zim from South Africa. We'd head up north to Zimbabwe and we'd go and spend time on our family's farm. Uh, when we weren't spending time on the family farm, we'd be heading a little further north up to Lake Kariba. Uh, and to this day, Lake Kariba is probably my favorite place on, on earth. Um, but as we'd head up to, to Lake Kariba, we'd have the most incredible times uh, on and around the lake. Uh, on one of these holidays, we had the privilege of, of staying on a houseboat. Um, and as we stayed on this, this, this houseboat, if you know anything about houseboats is firstly, they are slow and cumbersome. They don't go anywhere fast. Um, but that's part of the appeal. That's part of the, the, the draw card is that you just chill out, switch your brain off and you just enjoy, enjoy your time on the houseboat. Um, so on one of these days, we, we decided to go from the one side of the lake to the other side of the lake. Now, Lake Kariba is a massive lake. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty big. So we decided to, to head across. And as we're heading across the lake, um, chugging away at like snail's pace, we start noticing the storm rolling in. And the crazy thing is that the storm is rolling in faster than we are getting across the lake. So we wipe our eyes out and the storm is on us. And the storm is pumping and it's raging and as the storm is just raging, um, waves are, are just growing and growing now. Now, before I'd experienced it, I would have never believed it because it's not the ocean, it's a lake. But that day we, we learned that even on a lake, waves get up to like three meters plus. And 
these three meter plus waves start pounding up against this houseboat. And there was this entranceway in the front of the houseboat that kind of led all the way through the houseboat and out the back. Uh, and the engines were sitting right at the back in like a, in like a holding area and, um, an, an engine compartment. And these waves start breaking up against the front of the boat, washing right through the houseboat and out the back. And during that process, they end up, the, the, the waves just end up drowning the engine. So the engine is dead. These waves are massive. Um, we're just bobbing around like a cork in the water, absolutely out of our control. We can't do anything about it. And we're pretty much just sitting ducks in the water. So everyone who stayed on, on like the ground deck um, was hating life. I mean, these, these waves are massive. They're crashing through the boat. They're crashing up against the boat. Um, my, my parents, my sister, they just end up going into their little cabins and just lying down, and they are so sick. I mean, everyone's just green like a lime milkshake and just hating life in such a big way. And then there was 12-year-old me who, uh, who wasn't on the ground level. I decided to make my way up to the upper level where I found this big wooden steering wheel that looked like it came fresh off the Jolly Roger. And it was just like warming my little 12-year-old heart and all the adventure that I was imagining myself being in. It was like my own little Indiana Jones moment right there. And there I am, t-shirt, shorts, no shoes, um, raining, wind pumping, waves pumping, and I'm just absolutely having the time of my life. I, I probably looked more like Lieutenant Dan out of Forrest Gump than what I look like Captain Hook, but I was just enjoying it. I was just having such a good time. And, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to just stop and, and think to myself, what was the difference between all the people on the ground deck? What was the difference between, between my folks and, and, and my sister and, and, and 12 year old me? And as I, as I look at the whole experience, as I look at everything that was going on in that moment, there were three things that I could really kind of identify as the difference between hating life and having the adventure of a lifetime. And those three things were essentially just positioning, perspective, and a childlike faith. Positioning, perspective, and a childlike faith. You see, when it came to positioning, everyone who was positioned on the, the ground deck was experiencing something completely different to what I was experiencing as I was positioned higher on the upper deck. That, that position essentially led to a difference in perspective. Because as folks were, were, were positioned on the lower deck, the walls were moving, these waves were breaking up against the windows and, and washing through the boat, and they, they seemed huge. But as 12-year-old me was positioned on the upper deck, 
my perspective was completely different. I wasn't seeing three meter high waves. No. More often than not, I was looking down on the waves. At, at worst, the waves were like eye level. If I'm honest, 12-year-old me was a little disappointed. 12-year-old me was actually praying for like five meter high waves so that the adventure could be even bigger. But the difference was positioning that changed perspective. And then if I'm honest, just that, that childlike faith, you know, in life, experience is so valuable. It really is. Experience, we, we learn so much through experience. But sometimes experience can also be, be a bit of an Achilles heel. It can be a downfall at times. Because through experience and through our experience in life, sometimes we experience things that are, that are so negative. And that we, we, we kind of will take those negative experiences and, and we'll superimpose them over the realities of what we're facing in the moment and, 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 and build a, a false negative into a seemingly pretty okay moment. But you see, I hadn't had that experience at 12 years old. I, I still had this childlike faith. And what do I mean by childlike faith? You see, for me, it was simple. It didn't matter how high the waves were. It, it didn't matter how much the wind was pumping. It was very, very simple in my little mind. Because, you see, my dad was on board. And wherever my dad was, it meant that I was safe. If my dad was there, I was safe. And as we've spoken about positioning and, and perspective and childlike faith, isn't it true that, that the same applies to life? Isn't it true that life works the exact same? That in life, a lot relies on where we've positioned ourselves. A lot relies on, 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 on where we've, we've positioned ourselves. And as a result, the perspective that we have because of that positioning. You see, when I'm positioned badly, it normally means that my perspective is not going to be good. But when I position myself well, it means that I, I gain a great perspective. And no matter who we are in life, that, that, that when, we, when we take our experiences and take the negatives in our experiences and superimpose them into every situation of life and it means we end up living in a space of fear instead of just embracing life with a with a childlike faith and really just enjoying the adventure of life now not for a moment am i saying that 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 life as a result can just be moonshine and roses i don't believe that's true in fact jesus didn't say that it's true <laughs> Jesus made it very clear for us in, in John 16 where he said that, that in this world, in this life, we will face trouble. We, we, we will face hardships. But he carries on and he says, but, but take courage, take heart, for I have overcome the world. I have overcome 
the stuff that you will go through. In fact, he starts that whole sentence off by saying this. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. And I don't know about you, but as I look at the world around me today, if there's something that is very clear to me is that we could do with a whole lot of peace right now. Now when we talk about positioning and when we talk about perspective, I can't help but just notice how it sounds a lot like, like what the psalmist says to us in, in, in Psalm 61, verse 2, where he says, From the ends of the earth I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. So, so here the psalmist is saying, man, there are these moments in life where my heart just feels overwhelmed, where everything around me, it just, it just feels like too much. And you may be in that space right now where, where everything around you just seems like it's just too much. There's circumstances that are, that are out of your control and as a result you're feeling overwhelmed and, and your heart is overwhelmed. And, and, and here the psalmist is saying that in those moments I cry out to God for help. And then he says this, he says, lead me to the towering rock of safety. Now, in the, in the New King James, he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And as I read that, it's, it's, like, it's like the psalmist is saying, Lord, will you, will you change my positioning so that I can gain your perspective? When my heart is overwhelmed, when I recognize that, that right now my positioning is, is rough, and as a result, my, my, my perspective is no good. Lord, will you, will you come and, and change my positioning so that I can gain your perspective? When we talk about these moments of storms and, and hardships and trials, and, and specifically as, as I just referred to that little story in the beginning of me and my family on the lake and in the storm, Jesus had a similar moment with, with his friends. Jesus had a similar moment with his disciples. Um, he, he'd just finished up, um, spending time with some people and, and speaking into their daily needs and, and, and things that were really important in their lives and just loving them through that process. And, and from there, it says that they, he, he got to his disciples and said to them, Hey, Get in the boat, go across the lake. Um, I'll meet you there, but right now I just need to, I just need to rest. I'm tired. I just need to rest. I just need to recharge. I just need to spend some time with my father. I'll, I'll meet you there. And the disciples get in the boat and they set off. And in, in the book of Matthew chapter 14 verse 24, it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, 
They were terrified. And I think you and I would be too. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When he climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Now what is the very first thing that we, that we see the disciples kind of engage with in this moment? Is, yes, they're dealing with their fear. They're dealing with their circumstances. They're dealing with everything around them. But in that moment, they, they look to Jesus and, and, and essentially they, they, they say, it's a ghost. They don't recognize Jesus in the storm. Now, this is significant because these are men who did life with Jesus they were his friends. They, were, they knew him well and he knew them well. And in that moment, because of what they were going through, they couldn't recognize Jesus in the storm. Ladies and gentlemen, isn't it so true that so often we are so gripped by the fear of our hearts. We are so, we are so uh, um, transfixed on, on, on our circumstances and, and the stuff that we're going through that in that moment of fear, we do not recognize Jesus in our storm. And I want to say this, that, that just because we don't recognize him there, it doesn't mean that he's absent. Just because we cannot see Jesus in our storm, just because we do not recognize his presence in that moment, it does not mean that he's not there. I want to say this, when you feel distant from God, when you feel, when you're trying to figure out, Lord, are you here or are you not here? I want to say this, that, that when you're feeling like God is absent, it's, it's like Jesus left us the story to, to communicate to us in those moments. It's okay. It's okay. You're not alone. It's not as bad as you think. I am here. And it's in that moment that, that, that Jesus speaks to them and, and, he, and he, says, he says, take courage. I am here. Now what's interesting about that statement is that in the in, 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 if we read that statement in Greek, it doesn't say, I am here. It says, the I am is here. 
Now, to you and me, that language may not be all that important, but to, to, to the men sitting in that boat, being Jewish men who were schooled in Jewish scripture well into their teen years, that, that language would have meant something very specific. Because they would have recognized it as, as words that were spoken to one of their heroes, Moses. Where, where Moses at, at the most pivotal point in his life, where, where he probably felt like a failure, where he felt like his life had amounted to pretty much nothing well into his 80s. And, and, and as he's in that space, here God calls to him and, and says to him, I want to use you to change the world for the better. I want to use you to rescue my people and, and to go on the greatest adventure of your life. And Moses says to him, Lord, if this is true, who do I even tell them has sent me? And God says to Moses, you tell them, the I am sent you. And in that moment when Jesus says to his disciples, the I am is here. I believe it's this moment where, where Peter recognizes what is being said in the moment. And he's like, man, if the, same, if the same God who met with Moses at a burning bush is right here in this moment, in this storm, in the middle of my fear, then, then the same way that he changed Moses' life in that moment is the same way that he can come and change my life in this moment and it's like, it's like Peter says to, to Jesus, hey, call out to me. Call me to you so that I can come to you walking on water. What's Peter saying to, to Jesus? He's saying, Jesus, will you change my position so that I can gain your perspective? And we know what happens. Peter steps out on the water. And he starts walking to Jesus as he's looking at Jesus. And the moment that Peter takes his eyes off the who in the storm and starts to look at the what that causes fear in the storm, he starts to sink. And what I believe God wants us to see in the story is that in the midst of the what that causes us to fear, there is a who that says, I want you to look at me. You see, in the worst moments of our lives, the I am, is here. No matter what's going on around us, no matter how wild the wind is, no matter how great the waves are, the I am is here. And that is something that should fill our hearts with courage. That is something that should prompt us and, and, and change our position where we start to gain God's perspective, where He starts to fill our lives with that childlike faith afresh. Where we start to realize that, hey, my dad is here and I am safe. This morning, as we draw this to a close, 
What's your next step? What is your next step? Maybe, maybe your next step is, is what my next step has been so many times. Where I've really just had to come before God and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for not recognizing you in my storm. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry that I've, that I've got so hung up on the wind and I've got so hung up on the waves. I've got so hung up on, on the stats and on the figures and on, 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 on the circumstance and on the loss and on all of these things around me that I've, that I've not been able to just recognize that you are here with me. And maybe that's your next step this morning. Maybe your next step this morning is to just say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, for, forgive me for not recognizing you in the storm. Lord, today I choose to, just like Peter, ask you to reposition me. I choose to position myself in a place where I can gain your perspective. Lord, will you change my positioning so that I can gain your perspective? And that as God starts to reposition us and, and, and starts to, to give us that perspective, as we spoke last week about bringing about that maturity where we can see life in our circumstances through his eyes, that in that moment, that, that childlike faith will rise up again in our hearts and we will realize, hey, my dad is here and I am safe. That's God's heart for you this morning. That's God's heart for me this morning. Is that he wants us to know that he's here. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, he is with us. He's not absent. We just might not be recognizing him in the moment. But let's recognize that he is here and that he loves us. A couple of years ago, my, my little boy was playing in, in our room. He ran to his room where the lights were off. He got a fright. He ran back into our room came and ran into my chest and as he's running towards me he was yelling dada I'm scared dada I'm scared and he came and he jumped into my chest and he just hid in my chest and as he's hiding in my chest he just starts to whisper to himself I'm safe I'm safe man it just warmed my heart to know that my boy knew that wherever I was I would do everything in my power to keep him safe that's God's heart for you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that this morning as we just come and recognize that no matter what storm rages around us, that in you we are safe. That, Father God, that the same I am that was with Moses at the burning bush and the same I am that was with Peter in the wind and the waves, is the same I am that is present in our storm. Father God, that in this moment, we do not have to be, 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 be shackled by our fear, Father God. But Father God, that we can be set free by that childlike faith of just knowing our dad is here 
and we are safe. Lord, we give you our fears. We give you our insecurities, Lord. Lord, we give you all the stuff that we would face on a daily basis, Lord. And we put it into your trusting hands, Father, knowing that you are faithful and that we can trust you. Thank you for every person listening and watching this right now, Father. I thank you that we can reposition ourselves so that we can see life through your perspective, that we can gain that childlike faith, trusting and knowing that the I am is here and we are safe. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. We trust that you have a great week and look forward to being with you again right here next week. We love you. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.